1: Hey Babe! cough hey welcome to thanksgiving week on the podcast on the show i guess we already last pop of thanksgiving
2: no it's all it's all week guy it's all it's Thanksgiving. it's all week we just keep eating keep eating keep eating all right we're here I to eat that, i take that approach like 365
1: but. <laughs> the key i love a good thanksgiving plate everyone this is the same time of year every sports radio talk show does like stuffing or mash or mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes or is cranberry a real topping? I don't care what you have. The key is just that you want a plate with like eight things on it. I want it all. I want bread and eight different things all in one bite. That's, that's my key.
2: Well, the, the social media people with the volume, you know, are really into all that bullshit, you know, to like get out, like probably going to have everyone's take uh, their hottest Thanksgiving take, which mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, okay, but I have one. Like, my take was pretty simple. Like, pumpkin pie sucks. And I'm not the biggest pie guy. Yeah, but again, this is my take. It's like 90%
1: of Earth, like, everyone has that take. That's what I'm saying. Like, all the takes are the fucking... But I don't know. But I don't know how would the pumpkin pies have lasted so long if everyone hated them A lot of people like it. A lot of people hate it. Uh, What do I
2: care? What's your take on it? Do you think it's? I don't have that's
1: my my take is I don't care about takes for Thanksgiving. That's my point. No, but I'm talking specifically on
2: on pumpkin pie. Like, do you think pumpkin pie is any good?
1: No, but I mean, if it's the only dessert at a dinner, I'll probably eat it. That's where I fall on it. (laughs) You know, like I don't like it. I wouldn't ask for it. I wouldn't choose it. But if it's there, I guess I do have a take, John. I maybe I lied. I guess I do have a pumpkin pie take.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I just can't eat it. Like, I think it's that terrible. Like, that's... You see, Matt, Matt Junod went on a rant today about uh, uh, macaroni and cheese. He thought, like, w- what's the hype on macaroni and cheese? Like, it's just noodles and cheese. <laughs> and, I, and I do agree with him from the sense of, like, macaroni and cheese is not a Thanksgiving plate. Like, it's just not. I mean, to me, noodles and butter is good. So, noodles and cheese is noodles and butter on steroids. Yeah, he's wrong about just, like, macaroni and cheese in a vacuum. Like, that's just a good dish. If it's good, like I'll eat macaroni and cheese where he is right though, is like, it's, to me, it's out of place on a Thanksgiving, uh, on a Thanksgiving meal, you know, circle. Is it though? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's some basics, right? Turkey, mashed potatoes, but I've like, Alyssa's big on like, I,
1: she wants to get rid of Turkey and do prime rib. What, am I going to complain about that? Well, we transition, we transition people do ham.
2: I, I went and got to the honey baked ham store today, lying around the fucking corner. Really? Yeah, it was pretty long. Uh, well, you know what, John? That's
1: a great way to segue to this. Not everybody has these arguments, not everybody yeah. has a meal. And right now, uh, we want to all together, you and me and everybody listening or watching this, maybe we can do something good together. So, what we did, launched it on Sunday, a fundraising campaign with No Kid Hungry. And we would love for you to, you know, find a way to join in on that. Thanksgiving and uh, not Thanksgiving, the holiday campaign is going to go through the end of the year, whatever you can give, give at NoKidHungry.org slash ham. NoKidHungry.org slash ham.
2: Watch this on YouTube. It's in the link. If you listening on the podcast, it's in the podcast description. Uh, I got it in my Instagram bio. Do you have an Instagram bio? I do. Yep. I did. Yeah. So we got it in our Instagram bios. Our Instagram bios are just our names. Uh, pretty easy to figure out. Uh, NoKidHungry.org slash ham. Our show with Tito's and Puesto already in for $17,000. So we're just going to keep say, chugging say along. $17,000 are already 17, in the pot. Yeah. The ham podcast is in for $10,000. Ten so, uh, we put $10,000 hard-earned money yep. So we because we want kids to eat. And, you know, this is a time when, you know, you'll be with your family. If you're listening to this on Thursday, wherever you are, breaking bread with whoever, not everyone's that lucky. So just do what you can no kid slash ham. Tito's
1: put in 5,000. We thank them. Puesto put in 2000. We thank them. Some of you have already donated. We thank you. One in six kids in America is at risk of not knowing where the next meal is coming from, right? A dollar can pay for up to 10 meals. So that means 50 bucks is 500 meals. And, um, you know, all the donations are tax deductible. These go specifically to the No Kid Hungry uh, Foundation in the state of California, where they've uh, handed out over $12.5 million of grants in the last year and a half. So please share it with other people. Tell people about it. When people are talking of their Thanksgiving table, like, what are you watching? How about Dexter, New Blood? And you're like, how about this podcast that I have been wa- that I watch called Haberman and Middlecoff? And you're like, yeah, what about that? And they're like, oh, you know what? Let's all get on our phones and go to nokidhungry.org slash hamp. There you go. Do it. That conversation's coming at the Thanksgiving table.
2: What are you guys watching these days? Uh, the Dexter New Blood is just, it's a little, I mean, it's just Dexter jumped the shark years ago. I'm I'm two episodes in because that's all you can watch, and I'm back, John. I gotta tell you, I'm back. I well, I'm on- back. To, I, I'm in. It's, I, I just want to hang out with Dexter, but it's, you have to agree, it's, it's lost a little luster. But I'm back. I'm with uh,
1: you. Yeah, it's it, for me, it's been so long since I've since I watched it on an illegal stream uh, and now, you know, a lot changed in the world. I'm watching it on a legitimate stream, uh, <laughs> but I don't, I didn't, I stopped watching the show. I didn't get yeah, to it. So, so, I end.
2: didn't finish it either. I'm with you. Zach on the stream
1: says, be donating dude. guys. Love the pot. We appreciate that. Zach. Uh, we also got, we also got, um, we're going to debut at the end of the show today. Our new segment.
2: Are shave you it sick? or save it
1: shave it or save it we don't quite know you and i were debating how is this going to play like on the audio version of the podcast where you send us pictures of your balding head and we tell you whether you should save it or shave it or shave it or save it
2: <laughs> we so, need to get this sponsored by you know, uh, by some you know uh super cuts I, I was like thinking in my head like what are the name of like the well, subways of haircuts i don't even know i haven't been in a decade we we had the uh was it roman did we have get roman yeah, but that's not a hair cutting deal. No, but it's a,
1: you know, hair. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, keeps? Maybe we had keeps? All right.
2: I think we did, yeah. Uh,
1: they're not paying me today, so I can't remember. Yeah, no free no free ads, guys. No freebies. <laughs> uh, but this is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka, John. Uh, take your Tito's to your Thanksgiving dinner. Tito's Handmade Vodka, number one vodka in America. Yep. Make sure you bust
2: this out. Thanksgiving table. Pass it around. Top everyone off. before you uh, Before you break bread, break turkey, break prime rib... Uh, mashed potatoes, you know, some green beans, some. I'd go light on the salad on Thursday. Pumpkin pie, whatever you want, you know. Tito's little post dinner cocktail. I I can't recommend enough. Number one vodka in America.
1: Yeah, it is. And Tito's. Uh, look, Tito's is involved in our in our in this charity fundraiser. It's a big part of who Tito's the person is and Tito's the company is. And it's why we're very thankful to have them uh, sponsoring this podcast um, and this show. And uh, it's been a great year with them, and and it's rolling on. And part of the reason it's great is because you share photos with us, and we share them with them. If you have it your Tito's, however you're having it. So, uh, thanks for doing that. It is uh, mwah, the best. However you want to do it. Again, uh, you know the old John Daly can't fail. No, so. it really can't. It, it really can't. Uh, podcast also brought to you by mybookie.ag promo code Hammond the number one mybookie.ag promo code Hammond the number one where we have hit ten locks in a row 10 locks in a row and a two thousand dollar parlay and a 14 parlay so we have turned we each put 150 in 300 dollars into how much uh four five thousand dollars like four thousand nine
2: seven seven or something yeah
1: so uh i you know i'm feeling good about it somebody did just send a tweet to us that somebody on Reddit has nailed 10 Raiders picks in a row simply by flipping a coin. So, you know, maybe we're not that special, but uh, a lot of pressure this week. We will reveal, we will do another podcast that will come out Friday and that one will,
2: will lock it in. Do you want to
1: debate any of it right now?
2: Did I just looking at this bears line? I, did you see the story earlier today about Nagy going to his son's football game? Yeah. People were chanting
1: at him at his kid's game. What were they chanting or were they fire, saying? Uh, fire Nagy fire Nagy? Yeah. And his kid's not the coach of the high school team. It wasn't really no, his to kids. The... His kids, I, I'm, I would guess, was the
2: OCD quarterback. Team. Oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, Ben that's... Snaggy, like, damn. Now, yeah. I mean, it's just, God, it's, I guess they were doing it at the Bulls game. It, it feels, you know, you got reports that he's going to get fired after this game. It's coming. The snowball of hate.
1: Meanies. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they are being meanies. It's, uh, now is it, anyway, we could get off track. But so what are we thinking about? Um, you know, we're thinking about a couple of things. I guess we should say this because it'll come out Friday. You like what you're thinking about Washington State minus one against Washington. I've got to tell you, I kind of like it, but I don't love it. It just feels a little too obvious. It, I don't know. They're the better football team without question, but they are on the road against a good passing defense. Um, I like
2: you both. We both like BYU minus seven against SC. I really like. I'm not trying to get overly aggressive that, but you know, when times are good, you put the pedal to the metal, it is a holiday weekend. You want to go two $500 bets, maybe one on Saturday, one on Sunday.
1: I look to me
2: that's totally dependent on, and I think when we always
1: joke about like gambling show or you know people who they it's like they're obligated to do a bet. It's like, do we like something that much? That would be my take. Do we like yeah. something that much?
2: Like I do love the Wazoo game, but you're Why? talking two interim coaches because the the University of Washington is probably like a bottom fucking ten team right now in the country. They, they're a joke. They yeah. stink, guy. Mm. Having now, watched you've, watched, you've watched more snaps than me. Whenever I, think, I look up at the scores, who'd they just play? Didn't they just play on Saturday night against Colorado or somebody? And they lost. W- sorry, Washington? Yeah.
1: yeah, they played at Colorado. And who won? Uh, Colorado won. What was the score? I don't remember.
2: Yeah, they showed I mean, some fight, just-
1: but they played two quarterbacks. It was a mess. I think they might play two quarterbacks. They might play their number one guy, Sam Heward, this week. Uh, yeah, they, they are. I I haven't checked this week, but they're the number one passing defense in the league against a team that likes to pass. Now, Washington State can throw the ball. To me, there's just something weird about it. That would be my take. Something, because if you asked me what is the line on that game, I would have said Washington State, like, seven and a half. So I'm a little thrown, honestly, that that line is as small as it is. You're,
2: You're right. I mean, they, they might lose be 20 reason. to 17, lost.
1: Yeah, okay. They play in nothing but close games, which would be a reason to take Washington State. I mean, Washington State's the better team.
2: I, the game you brought up is better, and which I think would kind of be our philosophy of the type game that we would bet on. Right, would be the BYU Cougars against USC, which USC is probably even worse than Washington right now, given that they just they're just in shambles. Their best player shattered ankle, and BYU's pretty good. Like I, I don't see why BYU wouldn't. I don't know, blow them out. Yeah, that line's seven. I think couldn't they win by thirty? Wouldn't BYU and UCLA if they played each other, BYU would probably be favored. Would be my guess, right? Wait, if BYU and who played each other? If what well, UCLA just kill you. Oh, UCLA. Right? So if yeah. I went neutral field BYU UCLA, just a guess It'd off top of my head feels like BYU minus 2 or 3 or yeah. something. Yeah. Could be.
1: I mean, UCLA's might go 9 and 4 with a Pac-12 schedule. BYU also has a Pac-12 schedule, so
2: Yeah, BYU's but, 9 and 2. Yeah, they're good. They just won. I mean, they've they've had two patsies since the Virginia game. Oh, John, I guess the uh, CFP rankings are going on right now. And
1: Cincinnati's ranked number four. G on the stream just told us. you think that's not going to matter
2: when they get lapped here soon?
1: Uh, I think they might stay in. Depends on what happens. Oklahoma uh, well, State could pass them.
2: Yeah. Notre Dame will too.
1: Eh, they beat Notre Dame head-to-head at Notre Dame.
2: But it just feels like ESPN and the power to But who's Notre pressure. Dame?
1: Nah. I, I had a, I'd have a would I don't think that would happen.
2: Because Notre Dame, who's Notre Dame playing? No, USC, I know. I'm not. Stanford I, 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 they're playing I Stanford care. this
1: week. I, I'm cool no, no, seeing I Cincinnati
2: in. It just feels like you know television ratings rule the rule the roost. If that even statement works. I'm just uh, I, use roost. I don't even know what that means.
1: Uh, any other? Any other? We'll, we'll talk more about this on the next spot. We got stuff to get through today. My, my favorite
2: know. NFL game though is just off the top was Steelers plus four and a half on the road at the Bengals. That to me is a Tomlin special coming off a loss.
1: My favorite NFL game is the Vikings plus three against the Niners.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not that, that I think
1: they're going to win, but we we don't we're not going to do that because that's no fun for us. Um, Chargers minus two and a half against Denver. Rams plus one at Green Bay. How about that?
2: I would kind of like Green Bay in that spot. You do, but again, see, like to me, that's a little two really good teams. Like that's kind of what we've avoided. Yeah, and really got rolling. Like I would like to now my my Steelers plus four and a half against it's just that's just a lot of points. That that was my mindset. And Tomlin, divisional yeah. game. Another game, but it's like I, I can't trust the Eagles. Minus three and a half against the Giants. Giants just downright terrible. Why isn't that number bigger? I mean, fire Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens now their OC. <laughs> He's back. Football team minus
1: one at home against the Seahawks. Against uh young young Fitzmagic. Taylor Heineke, don't don't hate that. Feels like this the Seahawks are just toast, toast. So, all right, we will uh, we'll make that pick for Wednesday, unless you unless you feel like you got to get the Steeler game in right now.
2: No, just because the other thing is Turkey Day, COVID test. Like, let's just I I say we wait till Saturday to make our NFL bet. Okay. <laughs> but what, what they, the the NFL putting extra restrictions because I know people are gathering with fans. Like, I don't know. I can't oh, risk. gotcha, gotcha. Guys. Now, Roethlisberger, as he said, he's now on 90-day scholarship <laughs> for testing. All right, John. Kyle versus Cousins.
1: Kyle versus Kirk Cousins. And you and I have paid a lot of close attention to the Vikings. I think we've liked the Vikings over the course of this year uh, quite a bit. We think the Vikings are pretty scary. And – uh, this game is obviously a big game. Both teams, this is, this is playoff path stuff. This is big, big, big stuff right here. And it's really important to both teams. The Vikings just beat the Packers in a pretty wild game. Pretty yeah. impressive to win the type of game they just won. So well, let's just start with that. It's Kyle versus Cousins. And it, I think if the Niners weren't in such a must-win situation, maybe Kyle versus Cousins would be... A bigger story than what is
2: the real story, which is they just got to find a way to win this football game. I, I think so, and I mean, really, they've played three really good games in a row. They lost that overtime game to the the uh, Baltimore Ravens three weeks ago. They pounded the Chargers, and then they, you know, they were handling the Packers. I thought just watching that game on Game Pass the other day, they kicked the shit out of them. The only difference was Aaron Rodgers just plays for the Packers, and he was just making some miraculous plays. in Devontae Adams, like those two guys, were just. It was like an NBA, like, we're we're good enough, just us two guys, just to keep our team in this game. But the Vikings as a whole, I mean, Cousins has thrown seven touchdowns the last three games. And you just watch him, like, he's made some incredible plays with his receivers. And I know the Niners have got a lot of momentum back, but, like, I, I think the Vikings, if they could trade coaches with Kyle Shanahan, they wouldn't heartbeat, right? Zimmer was a the guy they want to fire. You know, he's if he misses the playoffs, he's going to get fired, Right. Obviously Kyle Shanahan is not, but you know, I I do think, you know, th- the irony of this whole thing is that Kyle's always loved this guy and now he's really playing the best football these last couple years of his life. Like it's kind of in a weird way like Kyle's validated this guy's coming now in a huge game since that playoff game when they kicked their ass. Think how good he's been since that playoff game guy last year and then the first half of this year. He really has been pretty good. I mean, I don't know, top we'd have to really dive into the numbers, but definitely like a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. It, it, I mean, when you put up 40 ish touchdowns, which is what he
1: had, what do you have? 38 last year, 37 last year. Um,
2: How many does he have this year?
1: Uh, Like 35, 35 last year. He's at 21 this year. He was 35 and 13 last year. I'm with you. And I think you asked, we talked about this a while ago, several weeks ago, Justin Jefferson is a top five receiver in the NFL. Thielen's dangerous. Dalvin Cook's fantastic. Uh, But there's just something off with them. And I started thinking about them in the same context as the Niners. Like, are there times when I've watched the Niners and thought they're better than this record? They're DVOA. They're seventh, right? They're statistically in some categories. They're better than this record. But I also know that they made some mistakes when it came to uh, uh, relying on players who were not reliable. And I do think their, their their record right now is maybe they could be a game better. But for the most part, to quote Bill Parcells, who was on Monday Night Football. Was it Pretty Bill? Monday, you are what your yeah. record says you are?
2: Yeah, that's his quote. Now, why do we have these two country club playing quarterbacks? And this <laughs> Bill, old geezer. <laughs> Bill, haven't you made like $200 million coaching so football?
1: <laughs> so good. Um, but, like, I... I the, the Niners record is about what they are. They can be better and they've looked better. And I think the Vikings, I've looked at them largely like they're better than their record, which is right now 5-5. Five and five. Wasn't that long ago they were 3-5-2 and five too, before they beat the Chargers and the Packers, right? But I also think this about Minnesota. I think there's something fundamentally off about them that will prevent them from ever having really big success. And I think that thing is that their quarterback and their coach – are on their most basic levels in their DNA different with their approaches to the game. I think Kirk for all the big plays he makes, and you're right, he is top half, sometimes top 12, sometimes top eight quarterback, depending on how he's playing, with the talent around him, fundamentally wants to play it safe. After the game where he had this incredible shootout performance against Aaron Rodgers, who also had a great shootout performance, and improved his stats to 21 touchdowns and two picks. He said he wished he could have had some of those throws back. (laughs) Now, the one that should have been picked, okay. But the ball to Thielen where the DB got turned around, Thielen caught it. There was a sense after the game that he didn't feel totally comfortable with how aggressive he was. When they asked Mike Zimmer about it, Zimmer was like, no, that's what we want more of. And I think there's a fundamental disconnect between Zimmer and between Kirk Cousins. Of course, look at Mike. Watch Mike. He's an aggressive, defensive guy. Double A gap blitz is his that, scheme. That's him. And I don't know that. I haven't really thought about this part of it until just now. How many great teams feel like their quarterback and their coach are disconnected? Because I just don't think they are stylistically a match. And they're well, Harbaugh,
2: Lamar, McDermott, Josh, Bill, Mac, Mahomes, Andy a Mahomes. Andy. Mahomes. Forever Peyton and a Drew Brees.
1: I, I, that's where Tom's unique. Feels like him and Bruce matched, but also him and Bill matched. Um, but Great and it feels like, Yeah, but I I I think that's a fundamental problem with them. And so can they light you up? Yes. Can they beat you? Yes. Could they beat the Niners this week? Hell yes. But I also think there could be something that happens this week as a response to the performance last week, which is either Kirk continues to be that aggressive, and and he's not comfortable doing it. And if he's going to continue to be that aggressive, he's not going to be able to maintain not throwing picks. So there's either a bunch of picks coming or he goes back to what he's more comfortable doing, which is being less aggressive, which would play into the Niners hands a little bit. So I'm not sure which it is, but I think something's got to give at some point. For, and maybe it's not this week because he's got feeling, and he's got Cook and he's got Jefferson and he can just keep playing that game. It might it might work, right? Like his coach might be right about it. Bro, just keep doing it. And so what if you throw six picks in three weeks? Who cares? Like, you're going to score more touchdowns. This is the way we got to play because our defense isn't stopping anybody. But I just feels like there's something a little off there, and he could kill you, but he could also throw two balls to you this week.
2: You know what's funny is I was told a couple years ago by an assistant coach in the NFL, he's like, obviously Zimmer's wife passed away several years ago. Uh, I mean, like four or five, a long time ago. And he said that he's dating now and the way he dates because I, I saw someone mention in the chat. I actually got a text message today from a friend that says, like, have you seen Zimmer's girlfriend? And I don't know if I think we've talked about this before, but he was on dating apps like in Minnesota, like on Tinder. You could just you'd see like Mike Zimmer. And, you know, he's just he's in his 60s, you know, going. It's not even a midlife crisis. His wife is gone. Like, you can do whatever you want. But, you know, Cousins is a very religious you know I I think fundamentally they just don't have that much in common you know in in uh beside football probably and I do think that kind of matters you know just just philosophically look at life the same way and like when you think Mahomes and you think Andy Reid, you're like god that fits right you know (laughs) yeah just that just works and Bill and Tom like their philosophical matches were football meant the world to them they would take a bullet for football like, football was – God family football, it was like football, football, football. We're there for right. one, two, threes. Right. And that's where, you know, Kyle's been trying to find his. And really, he's a little conservative, right? I mean, ideally, he wouldn't want to throw it that much. Cousins would have been a perfect match. But I, I just think if Kyle Shanahan, teams are much different. The Vikings were pretty good, remember? Like, when the Niners beat them. Like, they were a good team. Their defense was even better than. Their offense just replaced Diggs and Justin Jefferson, which is clearly an upgrade, but Diggs is a good player. Like, that team was good. The Niners team was infinitely better. I mean, the, the pass rush, I remember being at that game, it was a joke. Like, they, they couldn't—and the, their their offensive line's not great either. But I, I was in the car today, and I turned on London Papa, and Joey Bosa's dad was on the phone. And uh, actually, I was thinking, like, I we should get him on the—like, he was well—it was a good interview— and it's just like, well, I mean, I I say Joey Bosa's, Nick Bosa's. You're correct. Same He's Joey Bosa's dad. Well, like, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to block Nick, but can all the other Niners just wreck Kirk Cousins all game long? You know, part of the reason they owned Jared Goff was they were always getting pressure. Like, Bosa gets a lot of pressure, but do the other guys consistently get pressure? That's the thing. Like, I have no worry that 97 is going to get after his ass. But that's, you know, I mean... 60 snaps that might be seven times right With yeah all the other guys that, that that would leave me a little pause where you know going back on that playoff game i, I just don't know if it's going to look the same which, uh, which yeah, means I, it's going to be much harder like if it, we were unbiased gamblers here i think minnesota plus three you'd feel pretty good about
1: i i would feel good about it i um i think you know that game that minnesota game in the playoffs interesting because what didn't have to happen in that
2: game the Niners didn't have to throw the football well, after the first – remember, Jimmy did, and he threw a pick to Kendricks. To Kendricks, right. But – which it
1: actually it, – it doesn't fit the narrative that I was about to build. Overly simple that I mentioned on the last pod. Jimmy throws picks, they win. Jimmy doesn't throw picks. They uh, Jimmy throws picks, they lose. Jimmy doesn't throw picks, they win. That's the pattern this year. Again, overly C- simple.
2: Cousin, I think Cousins threw a couple. He definitely threw one to Richard in that game. I just think it's – it's, it's –
1: There will be some interceptable balls out there if Kirk is playing the way his coach wants him to play. If he's not playing the way his coach wants him to play, then that's okay too, because you feel like the matchup, Thielen Jefferson against your guys, is a favorite Vikings. Yeah. So, uh, but I I don't think Kirk can play that game every week. I don't think he'll end the season with, you know, five interceptions um, if he keeps playing that way. So, but the flip side of that is your quarterback walks the same fine line that theirs does. In fact, Kirk is much better throwing the ball down the field than Jimmy is.
2: Yeah, he's a better player, than Jimmy. He is a better player. Yeah. Although, yeah, I I I think he is. So yeah, we're not talking Grand Canyon like Mahomes to you know Daniel Jones or something. But there, right. Kirk Cousins is a better, better if, player. player. Teams could choose. Teams would take Kirk Cousins over Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. including and, the Niners.
1: And to me, if those were your two options, you'd go all right. I I've got a cap on what I can be. You're not feeling great. No, So that's the concern for me. It's, it's yes, I know they can score. The question is, what do the Niners have to do to try and score? My prediction, John? Shanahan takes a deep shot on the first play of the game this week.
2: Well, you, well their greatest disadvantage, like the disadvantage for the Vikings from being a good team, is their secondary stinks. <laughs> and if you're Roger, Rogers look like, <laughs> like if you were just throwing some highlights together, like, yeah, this is the top five quarterback of all time. You would just take like five or six just plays from that game. Like, he's just, like, kind of rolling out, Whoop! It was like, oh, my God. Him and Devontae were fucking playing games. I mean, it was just, this is a joke. Yeah. But I, can Jimmy, will get into the two receivers he's got, but he can't really, that's not really his thing. Like, I'm just going to gunsling today for 320. <laughs> no, we've been winning with you going about 140.
1: That's right. And so the counter to, like, well, if Kyle takes a deep shot on the first play, does he run on second down? And if that only gets three yards, now is he third and seven? And now... Have you gotten away from what you've done the last two weeks, which is have 18 and 20 play drives to open the game? Because you do look at the Vikings and you think, let's have less possessions, right? That's
2: what you think looking at them play offense. But you you want to dive into their offense? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though, guy, is these last couple weeks, the identity of the Rams ever since Gurley's knee just, I don't know, stopped working has been – was changed forever. And they draft acres and they – he gets hurt so they weren't able to be a running team. The Jags have no identity. This team, while I think when you just say the Minnesota Vikings, most people would be like, oh, they're scoring a bunch of points, throwing the ball. They do have, I said this the other day and I was wrong. I said the three best running backs were Henry, Jonathan Taylor, and Chubb, you know, depending on the week and some more. Dalvin Cook's right there too. Like He's in that group. He, guy, he, the last three weeks, he's averaging them basically 100 yards a game on the ground. And he obviously he can catch too. But I'm just saying like He can just be like, okay, well, you let's just control the clock too. (laughs) Right. We'll fucking run down your throat. And it's not like the Niners, when you watch them, you know, and I think their stats are probably a little better than the eye test of like they can give up some five yard runs with pretty ease. Like you can if you want to just stick to the run, if you got a blue chipper, thank God they're gonna miss Derrick Henry. Like you could probably have some ten play drives on them. Right. I mean, Bosa's I, I, his weakness. He's not Khalil Mack against the run. Like you can run it at him. It's not like a, it's not like a no-go, no-fly zone. Like you can run plays at him in the running game. So it's just before we even get to their wide receivers, which like, they got a trio. But their trio, like the Niners' trios, are Kittle blocks, but he doesn't. He's not a running back. Are all pass catchers. They have two wide receivers and the back, and the back is. You can say whatever you want about paying running backs. They paid him, and he clearly is worth like no different. Derrick Henry, he's a worthy offensive weapon to make you know twelve to fifteen million dollars a year. Like you don't feel bad if he's one of your offensive weapons making thirteen, fourteen million, right? No, no. And I think the thing about those three, their three
1: versus the Niners three, if we said it's Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk, is that what you would say the three are? Irony is the run game is such a big part of it, but right now they don't have a Dalvin Cook. Um, is Evo. that the, the Niners kind of, if the, if they, they're a little more redundant, it's, if you were to say like, give me some triplets, you would pick a running back like Dalvin. Is it fair to, call, I don't want to call Thielen a possession receiver because he's more than that
2: but there's nothing wrong like i mean i would say keenan allen's like the best version of a possession receiver like he's doing most of his work within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage and then jefferson like that is they each really complement each other now i you can debo
1: and kittle also complement each other in part because shanahan makes makes it so but um you know i i do think the, the group – it's a little different they there's complement each other in a in a probably a more traditional sense uh I don't know if you said you. I, I promise you the next three years, those you're getting 17 games out of all that whole group. Like you're getting healthy Debo, IU, and Kittle, or healthy Jefferson, Thielen, and Dalvin.
2: IU because if you were IU right now is sixth in production among those six. Right. One thing I will say about Thielen, and like if you just got him out running around, he would look the worst of the group. Right. He's the slowest of the group. All I know Cook. is DraftKings for the last two years. It's just what well, I, well, I just pulled it up. Yeah, since Cousins have been there, he one thing about so I think sometimes possession-wide receivers, like does he dominate in the red zone? This guy dominates in the red zone. Cousins' first year, nine. 19, six. But the last two years, 14 last year, he has eight touchdowns this year. So the last two years, guy, he's got 22 touchdowns in 25 games. Like Thielen is a producer. Like, scores, point. It's hard to watch red zone all day and not see him come up at minimum a couple times, right? Yeah. And he's the second-best wide receiver on their own team. <laughs> That's where Kittle, you know, for a while, it's like the Niners had some red zone issues in the passing game. Like, he should play a big role in the red zone, right? He can box guys out. He can high-point balls. Like, he he needs to be a guy, in theory, that gets them 10 touchdowns a year. Because a lot of Debo and definitely Ayuk's more than likely are going to come, you know, they can score an explosive plays. Like, if you're at the five-yard line, throw the ball to george right that's what i would just like they're gonna throw the ball to Thielen. a lot of jefferson's touchdowns at least that i've seen i mean he can score from 50 30 20 50 100 right he can score all over the field Thielen that's, does a lot of his work like within the probably in you know the baby zone the yeah but he does scoring, hit big, scoring and
1: scoring. maybe this is a function of the quarterback because i kirk just goes over the top a lot and he, and he goes over the top to Thielen too Right. How many throws from like the 35 yard line you see Thielen catching it over his shoulder in the end zone?
2: It ha- feels like it happens a lot. He's averaging, That's, which isn't, it seems like a lot, like looking at, it, but just 10 yards a catch. Debo does that plus another nine after, basically. Debo's 19 a yards a catch
1: right no, now. No, I don't know. I, Debo's not, Debo's almost 10 yards after catch. And I for think exa- 10 yards for exa- a catch.
2: So, for example, Jefferson's 15, 9, 15 the last two years. So that five extra yards is, you know, is a big deal.
1: Yeah. I think what's different about him right now is the Niners just don't, it's hard to like, could you have a more vertical passing game with a different quarterback with that group of Debo, Iuke and, uh, and Kittle. Yeah. John, he is, he's 18 yards of catch right now. Debo, but Debo is almost 10 yards after the catch right now. Yeah. He's, catching so he's 10 yards a catch. And then he's another nine yards after that. That's fucking but, nuts. But you get you get credit for the whole thing. Yes, yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's yeah. insane yeah. to yeah, have an 18-yard-per-catch player who you don't have to throw the ball 18
2: yards down the field to get 18 yards. Well, the Niners once upon a time had a guy that ran slas- slants to the house. You know who the, what his name was? No, who? Oh, oh Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's a huge, you know... When you can take slants to the house, then you can have the double moves, the sluggos, the slanting goes. Like, you can do a lot of stuff with that. Devontae against the against Minnesota last week when they were kind of down. The number one thing, and what I think with Devontae is, like, he's going to run a quick out, a slant, and then he's going to break a tackle and get yards. So once he's rolling in middle of the game, they'll do the double moves, and Devonte is like, how is 17 wide open? It's because he puts this guy in, like, a blender, and the guy falls, and he just catches the ball like that. Yeah. So that's where I think if they're going to take deep shots, they're they might need to pull a couple double moves with their wide receivers because they do run a shitload of slants, right? If who's going to take deep shots? The, the Niners. Niners. It feels like Minnesota runs go routes. The Niners run slants. Yeah. And like deep ends. You know, we I've been advocating for
1: it. I don't. I'm a I'm Trick a play lo- knowing that Special yeah. teams. Yeah. Philly, Philly, John. Knowing that's going to be. Two quarterbacks, give me two quarterbacks on the field at the same time, Lance and Garoppolo. Did you see the Arkansas fake punt? I did see the Arkansas fake punt. That was a great
2: play. That's all I'm asking for, guy. Great catch, too, one Andrew. That was a great play. It would warm my heart if they just try special teams. Preferably up a score because it's like a dagger move.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, knowing that what you just described, though, is, is part of what concerns me about this game, is knowing that you might have to ask Garoppolo to do those things. And he That's has scary. been good, and you mentioned it the other day, and you're right. I mean, he's, he's been accurate. That's not even – if you just watch, you go, there's less – that ball has come down. You know how Brady – I was watching Brady Monday night. Brady seems to – Brady throws balls that look like they're going to hit the ground, and somehow every guy catches him like at knee high. Like, Brady really has a downward angle on some of the balls he throws over the middle of the field. He's also like six six. He is – well, I mean, he's not six. six. He's 6'5", six, six, isn't he? He's tall, but – I, I, he makes a conscious effort, I think. To, I, I, I think he makes a conscious effort to prevent balls getting tipped up over when he throws over the middle. He really seems to throw the ball low on purpose.
2: Well, think about like it, 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 I bet he tell you where do you think most picks happen or tips over throws tips over throws the middle of the field. Most of them aren't like high pointing the ball on a go route and I just out jump you. Right? Patrick so. says
1: that's to protect the receiver.
2: Yeah, and that uh, great. Well, Jimmy has been a double whammy. He got his guys killed and throws picks at the same time.
1: Those, those throws are one Cousins, of the same. But
2: Cousins, Cousins will do that as well. Yeah, you know, I, Ball will just go over the middle. And that was my point on him.
1: That was my point in the first discussion. Is just Cousins is due, and I'm not. It doesn't mean it's going to happen this week. I just think they walk a fine line with him when he's as aggressive as he was last week. I'd agree. But, I mean, is Jefferson? We already yeah. said he's a top five receiver, so I don't. You yeah, know, it's I mean, dangerous. It's,
2: but, you, but you know what? Stephon Diggs was great when they played him. He was in that same category. Well, I think that season he had like 14 touchdowns. It's like he was producing. Their receivers have really produced with Cousins. Really produced. <laughs> On ways the Niners would die for.
1: Matthew says, Brady has five interceptions, five off his receiver's hands. I watch every Bucks play.
2: <laughs> well. I think it happened last night. Did it? I... Yeah. Daniel Jones had about three of them. That game was so
1: bad. Um, it was a rough watch. Like I, I guess the question is how many points does it take to win this game? Because they've scored 34, 27. They scored 31 and a loss to, to the Ravens. Their Cowboys game was weird, 20 to 16. Um Like if you no. tell me they score
2: 30, I don't think it's a lock win. They should win. How I many points do
1: how up. many points do you have to if I tell you they scored twenty six, is that a lock Niners win?
2: No. No. No, no, no. If I tell you the I'd Vikings
1: say, score
2: I'd say I'd say 49ers, 35, I'd feel good about it.
1: If I tell you this is a classic Niners the last three years. If I tell you the Vikings score 13 points, how many do the Niners have?
2: <laughs> I mean, more than like I that would feel a, kind of a little a blowouty, maybe thirty yeah, to thirteen that's or right. something. Because
1: the Niners don't play that game 13, fourteen to thirteen. They play that game forty two to thirteen.
2: Now if you tell me if you tell me the Vikings have forty five, I'll tell you the Niners have like seven. Yeah. Now if you tell me it's in the 30s, I can see a shootout. But once it gets to the 40s.
1: 45,
2: <laughs> does not feel like a but, <laughs> but like who, they would I mean, run out
1: of juice. 38 is where you start wondering.
2: Steelers Chargers just were to, you know, shoot out. I think 41-37 was that the final score. 34, 34
1: 31 was the was the Packer Viking game. Yeah, a lot of points. G says who wins the time uh sorry, Patrick says who wins the time of possession.
2: I think yeah. this one's going to be a lot closer than the previous games. This is going to... you, Because if I was the Vikings, I would try to take that away from you. i try to keep you off the field. So, Jimmy, your margin for error is smaller. Well, the
1: Niners third down conversion rate two weeks ago was off the charts. My, my, my
2: guess week. is the Vikings, if they win the coin toss, take the ball and try to just go on a methodical drive. Just They don't want to give... Even if it's a field goal, just take six, seven minutes, just control the clock. Well, like, you know, it's a double...
1: I like that idea. It's a double whammy, right? Because we see how Kyle operates at the end of the first half. Especially if the the other team's getting the ball. Now, I defended it. But I think it's... it's, Kyle believes it's a double whammy to get the ball first in the second half. So his opponent should also think so. Most people do. It's not crazy. But a lot of offensive coaches think of it that way. Like try to score at the end of the half. Try and score again at the beginning of the half, right? That's not crazy. Um, but Kyle I'm with you. If
2: Kyle just wants to get a halftime.
1: Well, I think he thinks time. of it like that, depending on what happens on first down. Right. That, that is run it. That try and break a 12 yarder. Okay. Now we'll go. Otherwise,
2: that, that's the move of not trusting your quarterback. Absolutely. We, this is, this is to me, nothing
1: speaks louder. Actually trading two ones, three ones for quarterback speaks louder than this about what you think of your quarterback. But what Kyle does at the end of halves tells us everything we need to know.
2: See, but you you fall under the sword of that he cannot like. I bet he knows how to like. It's not bad clock management. I don't think it's a lock that he knows how to manage the clock because most coaches don't. Like he like oh, he goes this he goes halftime yeah. all the time with a bunch of timeouts. Like it's just yeah. Rude. See, I
1: I don't. But yeah, I know you the, uh, people. There are a lot of people that agree with you on that. I think he knows what he's doing at the end of the half, and I think he wants no part of.
2: And it worked, by the way, for a field goal. Time's, time will tell once he gets a quarterback that he trusts because most coaches screw it up. Most coaches are bad at clock management. Now, it's I'm not saying it's easy, but most of them are just bad at it. I think his
1: fundamental is not, I think the main issue with him is not that he's bad at it. It's that he has no trust in Jimmy to get the ball down the field when he, it's like in the fourth quarter, like, I have no choice. Yeah. But the last thing I want to do is go into halftime with that shit on my head and then come out and they've got the ball first.
2: Yeah, I think he's terrified for Jimmy to throw a pick. I like 20 yard line and i am too that's what my
1: con- that that is my pr- my primary concern about this game is not that justin jefferson has three touchdowns it's the garoppolo
2: throws interceptions yeah i'm with you so uh we
1: do have a thursday draft kings game by the way in the uh in the hopper this week so that one uh, at last check as of the live show on tuesday has 82 spots so 18 spots left for the live for the thursday it's three games thursday what what should i make another saturday game right now I'm good with just doing that. All right. We'll do the Thanksgiving Thursday with ham, ham and ham on uh, Thanksgiving Thursday. Um, I said, I said Saturday, I meant Sunday, but in any event, DraftKings promo code ham.
2: Yep. Download the sports book and let me pull up the read here. Yeah. Playing daily, daily fantasy is simple. Just pick your lineup as we do. You get $50,000. Download this, download the app. Play DFS with us. We do it every week. Free shot at million dollars in total prizes. You can play in other games. Uh, Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code HAM to play free million dollars this Thanksgiving weekend. That's right. Enter promo code HAM to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit only at DraftKings, the official daily partner of the National Football League. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: All right, and getting again, go to DraftKings, get in the Haberman and Middlecoff League. We've got a league. Once you're in it and you're a friend of it or you join it, then you get the invites when uh, new games go out. Good luck to everybody this week. 100 people getting in. Top 10 people will win. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. Manscaped.com. Promo code
2: Yep, lawnmower 4.0. We got the uh it's the greatest ball trimmer I've ever used. LED light, waterproof, little USB charger. Also has the weed whacker. It's uh trims the nose hairs. You just stick that thing up. At first I was a little nervous and you don't feel anything. Trims those nose hairs. It's I great. need to use it bad. I saw a picture, someone Instagrammed a picture of Gruden a Bob Mahenry, uh the the Instagram guy mm-hmm. that uh he was at a bar on it looked like in LA or Vegas and and Gruden was out there drinking and they took like a selfie together. Gruden had long nose hairs. He needs to get the weed whacker. <laughs> Hasn't been in the office in a while. Yeah. He needs to he needs to get that weed whacker bad. manscaped.com promo
1: code ham. You got the skin safe technology. You got the wireless charging. You got the waterproof. You got the light. You got the powerful performance 7000 rpm motor. Uh
2: and um you got the deal. What else do you want? No. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com, promo code HAM, manscaped.com, promo code HAM. Get on it. John, so uh, a
1: couple people in the chat now have said, where did this one go? Here we go. Can't believe the Chiefs Broncos on Sunday Night Football over Herbert Burrow. But that's bearing the first part of it, which is, the Niners got taken off primetime Sunday, as Anthony said, so pissed they got taken off primetime and replaced by Chiefs Broncos. This is, a, as much as I love a primetime game, a break for the Niners since this game is in Seattle, and then they go to Cincinnati the next week, so it just gives them a few more hours. So I actually think this works out fine for the Niners.
2: When well, podcasters, we get to go live at like 4.30 instead of uh, 8, 8 o'clock till about 10.30 at night, That's, so I, it, I'm not totally complaining. I had not thought a so little no surprise. Little surprise. did you see the Rams Niners highest rated week ten game in seven years or eight since 2012? Now, here's the thing. CBS gets to take the Niner game. The Niner game doesn't go back to Fox. So it's kind of like a one off switch. So they get to get Niners versus Russ. They didn't really care. They they gladly would take that. But I also think, did you see the Chiefs Cowboy game? You text me today that the Utah Oregon game is 5 million people and relative to sports there won't be an NBA game all season does 5 million people uh i mean college football is the second biggest sport in America like that is an enormous amount of people like you get 5 million people to watch your event like that's a lot you know what cowboys chiefs did on sunday afternoon twice that 28.9 million it, yeah. It was like the highest an NFC three. championship game. I, I mean, it's just stupid. Is that so, not a comp? That's like wildcard weekend doesn't get that I many mean, viewers. That's a lot of people. I think that was a lot of people like pre streaming and all these options like that is an astronomical amount of people. But I I was thinking like the Cowboys have been an enormous brand for and Fox, the NFC has been so lucrative to them, right? The NFC East, the Niners, McVay, these last several years, Seattle for a decade. You know, the Packers like it's, the NFC has been incredible. But I think the Chiefs and Andy and Mahomes now are just such a major brand. Like, obviously, the Cowboys are a big deal. The Chiefs, majority of our life, were not some needle mover on this level now. And I think they are. I think they're like a, you know, a Steph, a LeBron. Like, that's what on the on an NFL level. So you just, they're a cash cow. And I just think you ride them right now. Mahomes is just kind of the Steph Curry of, of football. And we, as we know, like you just do way bigger numbers in football. So you just whenever you can get a hold of Mahomes when he's relevant, I think you just snag him. So does that mean Romo? Where are,
1: where's Romo? And uh, well, they don't find out probably till the next week. I guess I they, remember they could have Furrow Herbert Bengals is on CBS. Got to be
2: yes. Yeah, see that I, I understand why it's not. them. that's a bad rating game. Like the Bengals aren't a needle mover, and the Chargers right. don't even have fans in their own city. Uh, I would bet Buck and Aikman are Rams Packers. That's at one twenty-five. Where, where where is the Bengal game? The Bengal game is in Cincinnati. Okay, so Nance stay on the West Coast. You know, no, Al- it's, you, it, no, sorry. I'm I'm looking at that's that's for this weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, the Bengal game is in Cincinnati though. Still, <laughs> so the one twenty-five games. I would imagine that Romo and Nance will be at Raven Steelers. Oh especially, yeah, I would think. Especially if the Steelers could win.
1: Yeah. I unless I mean the only thing I mean they just do this based on the rating. I do wonder if those guys would want that game. Just because they don't get a Niner. Now they the problem is they're not gonna see them in the playoffs anyway unless they who's got I don't remember who's got the Super Bowl this year. So I would them, be I'd be a little stunned if they're not doing
2: Raven Steelers. A little Super especially, Bowl prep? Go get the Niners, get ready, get them before the, you see them in the Super Bowl? Especially if the Steelers win. I mean, that game will be pretty big. Yeah, now that does make sense. We'll get, an, an Eagle cousin or brother and uh, whoever he does the game with, Charles Davis. I don't really watch many CBS second crews. I noticed that because I don't really, I'm not, I just watch the Romo and Nance game and then I watch a lot of NFC football. is it Charles like, Fox? Charles moved to Fox or no? Yeah, he I think with? so. Yeah. I mute most Raider games because they're not getting an answer, Romo. TV too. Yeah. I don't even have volume on that TV. I didn't realize Clay
1: was wearing a Washington State outfit.
2: I think he wore that to the press. I think he had like the 77 jersey. So he like double jerseyed at practice and then he had that on. That's like his under jersey pretty great for the Cougs um
1: he's what's his return date I as Steph has gone back to what he's always been which is must see TV it just happens now that it's happening and wins and people are remembering that Steph is uh the biggest draw in the NBA right now uh do you agree with that yes and um I don't actually even think it's all that close it's not but this guy let's not forget. <laughs> Also a massive draw. I do think Clay resonates non warrior fan, just basketball fan. Uh and we are nearing, I mean, pretty crazy what he's gone through when you really think about um an Achilles and a major knee injury it is one hell of a back to
2: back. Well, he's going I don't know if Lacob said this publicly. I was listening to Marcus and Kawakami and those guys. That is it's it's just a guarantee. Like his his home, it's gonna be a home opener. Like he's not gonna come back on the road. And even Clay, I was watching some of his press conference. In Memphis <laughs> It's gonna be pretty sweet. I mean, that's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hot ticket. Like that's oh, hell, that's it's a hot awesome. ticket now. I mean, they're fucking like fifty and two. I mean, they just win every game. But he it really hit me watching him and just like his joy for playing basketball and some of the clips today from practice of him just doing drills, like how hard he was playing the Warriors got so lucky that their core guys are just basketball addicts, you know, it's just
1: like, Draymond stopped drink, drinking.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal though. You know? And I, I think Slater had mentioned like, you know, it wasn't just like a cocktail. And I think I was a big drinker. You know? So it's like, you know, if you drink a lot, uh, you know, it can be a problem. But I, I, I've really, really enjoyed watching them play. Like it's, to me it gets back to my like sports fan roots of like I fucking love this shit. And and the NBA has kind of lost me that way cuz it doesn't always feel like that with some of the fluff in their sport. Even though this year a lot of there's been a lot of fights. Feels like there's a little edgier just kind of vibe taking some of the fouls off and just people are pissed off. I, taking the I, fouls I enjoy.
1: off. Personally made me far more interested in the league. Same. Um I I look there have been, it's, it would be really hard right now to come up with like a list of your 10 favorite Warriors moments of the last, of this era, right? Of the Steph era, because there's so many. But I know what number one will is for me, and it's going to be hard for something to ever top this for me. And that's Clay, game six, Oklahoma City. They were about to lose. The fact that that game was on the road, I think made it all the more special. And Clay hit 11 three pointers in a time when it was such a it was such a rivalry, right? Like you hate you wanted to beat them so badly. They had Kevin and Russ, and Clay just saved them. and i I'll never forget where I was. I'll never forget the feeling of that game. I'll never forget that woman who was like by one of the cameras. And you could just hear her yelling the whole game like, ah! Ah! I don't remember if you remember that part of it, but no, that's my favorite. Like Clay, I love Steph. I'm not saying Clay's better or more favorite. I'm not even ranking them but I think that's the most enjoyment that is like, I, I don't know if I can have more enjoyment watching sports than Clay's game six, Oklahoma. City. That,
2: that was sweet. It was pretty legendary. Now it's, they ended up losing the NBA finals, but that was a pretty legendary comeback because you and I were at the first two games. Remember they were getting their ass kicked. They should have been down two up. Honestly, they should have got swept. They, they lost the first game. The second game they were getting worked and I remember, I'll vividly remember they brought back back Westbrook into the game Durant, it felt like, was going to go for 90. And Westbrook just, like, fucked everything up. And they ended, ended up being, like, tied at half. The Warriors pulled that off. They easily could have been swept in that series. Because they were down 3-1. I also think Claytop scored 37 points in a quarter. <laughs> I guess, were I was you watching, there that day? No, but I was watching. I think I was supposed to no, go. No, no, no. Were you at
1: Comcast up... with me that day?
2: No. Oh. oh, you were doing the Kings?
1: I remember Bobby Jackson was there, and he was rooting for Clay. He was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, you know, just... have things got any better in Sacramento since that day? Uh, no, but they're. I think they're on the path. Down, they're figuring it out. Is Alvin Gentry? Is that who took over? Uh, yeah, got a pay, pay bump. I know. saw a photo of him, and I'm like, Alvin can't be wanting to do this. There's no way this is. But it's like, what do you do? Walk away?
2: Yeah, I mean, so if you're making a million, they offer you three million dollar prorated for the rest of the year. You're like, yeah, I'll take it. I'm gonna get fired anyway. They they got. I I flipped on a little bit last night. They were on NBA TV. They got destroyed. The Sixers didn't have anybody, and they got their ass kicked. It's like your team sucks. Oh my gosh. Sad because that arena is cool. It's great. it's great. It's great. All right. So should we do it? Are we ready I like to try this? Clay Thompson jersey is like a sign. What do you mean? Wazoo. Oh, like, Wazoo. Right? I, I I thought Washington was losing by like thirty. I didn't. Re- they've been losing by like seven and five. It's a little closer than I thought. Again, I I'm more of a helicopter dad in this situation. I or Disneyland. But dad sometimes that's out. good. You, sometimes you've it's more, them
1: closer. But sometimes that's more right. Less information doesn't mean less right. I feel time. like Washington State is just much better. They are more talented. And Washington might play some I would expect them to play some of um, Brock Heward's nephew, Damon Heward's son, sling and Sammy Heward, the true freshman, top pro style quarterback, because they didn't play him last week and he can play. It'll be his fourth game of the year. He can still redshirt the year. Oh yeah but I don't know if that's good or
2: not. Well, if he's like the next... They played horse, him two weeks ago. They had him
1: hand the ball off nine straight times. So, so I don't know. He came from an air raid. That's not what they run.
2: I feel like Wazoo's interim coach slash their staff is better than Jimmy Lake's crew.
1: Uh, you know, Bob Gregory, who's the, the interim guy, pretty well-respected guy from people I've talked to. But J- yeah, they just... they Here's the thing. They were good before they had to change their coach.
2: Washington State, yeah.
1: Yeah, Washington they, State he, was just good. Washington State was good with – they actually yeah. were bad early. They'd figured it out, and then Rolovich had to
2: go. Yeah, Jimmy got Lake fired just, for vaccine. Jimmy Lake got fired because he cause sucked. Because they, they were bad. So yeah, If they liked Rolovich, he just would have still been there, and they would have liked him. If, right? if if COVID-19 had never happened, he'd just be the coach of the team. Yeah, and they'd, be doing, they'd like him, right? He'd win seven, eight games a year. Yeah. So – all right, so we're gonna. You want to do this now? We don't quite
1: yeah. know how this is gonna work for the podcast, but we're open to your feedback. This is definitely a video thing. We had the idea the other day. Not we had the idea; it was suggested to us, and uh, we're gonna try this segment right now. That we're calling, thanks to somebody who named it, "Shave It or Save It." A sec, a, we're doing a bit, John. This is this is back to our radio roots. Well, I think it's perfectly timed. You got a haircut today, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got a haircut today. And you got a haircut today. You look clean. Yesterday. Yesterday. So this is how it came about. Uh, Joe Mazzetta sent us a note. He said, I have an idea. Listeners, followers send pictures of their hair, and you guys decide if that person should shave it or save it. Actually, I think it was Ray who came up with the name of the segment. So that's what we're going to do. So it involves us, for those of you listening, it involves us showing pictures. So you guys tell us what you think, if this should continue... We've got several of them. Keep You submit them to us, DM us on Instagram, DM us on Twitter, your photos. And um, so let's just try it out and see how we like this. So the first candidate, John, the first person up for Shave It or Save It, the first candidate for Shave It or Save It is the guy who had the idea. He, he just wants – Joe wants some help. So here we go. Here's Joe. Meet Joe. Here's a photo of Joe
2: see what i'm saying about the front it doesn't give anything away if you just show me that picture i'd be like this guy's got a great head of hair full beard he looks good joe took a shower
1: had his wife take these photos so he cleaned his hair he told it he told, he dm me we've got portrait mode on for joe's see, photos this, this, this is where the moment of truth comes though. this is not the
2: defining picture
1: no so first we got the straight on photo we, we got to get the medical terms for these like uh is this yeah. the this is the anterior and the posterior and there's a top and like a bottom so here's what we're going to click through. We got a little top.
2: What is this guy? This guy's got a full head of hair, guy.
1: He's got, he's got, here's some side. He's, looks like he's doing pretty good on the sides up here. Right. All right. On the temple. looks good. He's growing it long. Other side, a little thinner on this temple. And you can see some thinning there. If I, if I were to like use my pen, I'd put it through. You see a little thinning there on the top. And this is the mo- the backside okay. photo. Okay. Yep, this is the Kevin Durant angle from from the top. Or, John, we see some balding, um, you know, in the back. In the back. But it's not a cul-de-sac. To me, first reaction, we can talk through it, I think is the same as yours. This is an easy keep right here.
2: A save. This is a keep, but you have very – here would be my take. You have very long hair right now. And luckily, the your the texture of your hair, you're able to operate it like that and kind of slick yeah. it back over. If you continue to lose it at the spot in the back, the longer it will get uglier. But you are, if you can maintain this for the foreseeable future, that's a sustainable look. Yeah. If you lose to me 15% more back, that's where it kind of gets dicey. You agree there? Yeah, the question is
1: how, so he's bald in the back. As it comes towards the front, right? If we go to uh photo, if we go to exhibit C here, how how much comb over does he have to do to cover up the fact You're that right. the balding from the back comes to the to me the bald spot in the back that's fine I mean you yeah, can he, live with that
2: he, for sure but he, you also want I didn't realize he's got a trump deal going right there it's it's coming a lot
1: from this left side right his his left
2: where it's a little thinner here on his left and it's sweeping you know where it would be bad. Like if he was in Hawaii with his with his wife, and just you know some buddies jumps in a pool, and when he gets out and can't maintain it, that's where it gets ugly. But as long if he's rocking like that to a party, to a business meeting, to a dinner, no one notices. If, if you can sustain that for the rest of your life, don't keep that. Now, I, I I know a friend I'm not going to name him who did the same move. Probably had thirty percent less hair the longer it gets, it actually gets worse. So you might, once you lose the ability to go long, you might be able to shorten it because you have hair uh, in the front. You
1: got follicles. You're saying it gets worse because it makes it obvious that there's thin trees there. The trees are thin thin forest.
2: It's just a rough look. Yeah, your margin for error when it gets really long, pull off a hat, or it can just it, you can get nailed. Like well, you don't want too much on. scalp showing through the extra long hair. You're right. Then like, you
1: shorten it, and
2: it's like, hey, yeah, it's shorter, it's thinner, but that's okay. I, I'm I got something here. Like he could probably go with like a three or four short, and it'd probably look pretty good. Yeah, with the beard. Yeah, the, he's got again, he's got options right now.
1: It just comes down to if he goes short, where are the how? Where's this follicle situation on the top? How much is getting covered there? But I'm with you on a uh, one to ten scale, saying ten, you gotta shave it, and one being, you're saving it without a question. To me, right now, I'd say this is, I think it's like a four. I was even gonna
2: go like, you know, three and a half. Yeah, you, you like know what? You're
1: probably it's probably closer to a three. Now the
3: one
2: I'm thing
1: is, butcherbox.com/slash/ham
3: and another special deal, free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional twenty bucks off right now at butcherbox.com/ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. One hundred percent grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game and i also have some season long more or less picks on mlb homers you may remember i've got less on otani homers this year we'll see and at halftime of your next nba blowout game just jump on and go ah steph curry more than 11 points in the second half it'll change the game for you download the prize picks app and use the code ham50 for a first deposit match of up to $100 that's ham50 for a first deposit match of up to $100 prize picks pick more pick less
0: Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: Is things can exponentially grow with hair problems. So it it could go from a three and a half, four. It can be a six within, you know, I'm just eyeballing him. I guess he's, you know, a couple years within our age range, right? Somewhere 33 to 38. Yeah, we got got the leg of a child down here in the lower photo. So what would you guess looking at him? 34, 36, somewhere in there?
1: um, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's in our yeah, So, so like, you know, from 37 to 40, things can, uh, things can speed up. If you know right. what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. So. Yep. yep. It's not, I, I don't know if his, his hair, it's wet. So it's hard to tell
1: how thick it is. Cause it lays when it's wet, you know, once it yeah. dries out, but, um, it's got a good color, a lot of good color, right? He's got some gray in his beard, but nothing. What do, It doesn't
2: look like he colors his hair. Does he? No, it's just natural. Cause he's gets little red Auburn situation. So uh you know it's a great that's a great looking boot i just ordered a boot of that color of that brown yeah kind of the brown but like kind of going toward the the auburn Auburn. maybe auburn Uh, auburn's a good color yeah Yeah,
1: it is a good that's a good looking boot then um yeah i uh i say give me give me give me his front view one more time thanks for putting yourself out there joe there's joe uh
2: yeah i actually think joe with the beard he's got a skinny it will look good bald too one day, if that ever comes with it. You know, that's a great point. That's part of the evaluation here. Yeah, you, you, you'll be all right. Or strong even if eyebrows. He, yeah, even those first couple of years when he just keeps it, you know, like under a five, like really kind of tight on the side, he'll be fine. I think but that would Joe, help. You're, you're going to be okay, bro.
1: He's got really not only strong eyebrows, but he's got thick, eyelash, long eyelashes. Well, women yeah. would love your eyelashes, Joe. And uh, that, you know, just having some... Some other some texture on your face, probably. I hope
2: your wife knows oh. she's lucky. She's a lucky woman. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, so we actually have a few more submissions that we'll get to on Friday's podcast. But we just want to jumpstart it. That is, uh, sh- shave it or save it. We hope we don't have to ever shave it, but there you go. Got to do what you got to do. So you know, we're, we we, uh, we we do this with love. Send us your uh, send us your photos, and we'll we're not here to roast you. Uh, we're here to help. But you know, we everybody's fair game. And so Joe, thanks for being the brave first soul. That was a good case. I thought, that yeah. was it. now. Joe, still. we've got a couple more. We got like two photos from some other people. Joe sent us a lot there, yeah, which was, was good. Gave us a lot to break down.
2: I, I would like, I think the ones I sent you were just two photos. I think minimum, you got to go three photos. You got to go from the front, from the side. And then on top. Yeah. On top slash the back. Cause top. Yeah. You know, I, I, you gotta told, yeah I gotta be, I gotta see the back. Yeah. The back. If you're doing a sweep,
1: um, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. But that's, yeah, that was a good like six, seven photos. All right. So I don't know. For those of you listening to the podcast, let us know. Like, should that be part of the podcast or should that be a video only thing? I don't know what that's like to listen to exactly. I'll have to go yeah. back. And
2: Maybe just becomes a video only
1: thing. It might be a video only thing because just you need to see it. Video only, which is now I hear their ads. I don't hear any more fries because they closed. fries.com? Your best buys. Mm-hmm. Somebody said it needs a jingle. Well, let's call call our old radio producer Derek Papa. He could he could put us up to one. Uh yeah. So what else you got? You good? Thanksgiving's upon us?
2: Yeah, I think I'm gonna go eat. I got some food to take home, but I'm gonna I think I'm gonna eat it tonight. I mean I I have enough that it's gonna yeah, no, know, ham, I'm not opening the ham, but I also got a turkey when I was Arabs. Honey baked tur- turkey. Not it's not bad. Uh
1: nokidhungryorg ham. Yes. We really appreciate anything you can give. It's linked everywhere. It's in our bios. nokidhungryorg ham. We have, we haven't gotten the latest update. Seventeen thousand. Let's turn that into twenty-five thousand dollars before December thirty-first. So it's a busy time, and a lot of people. We know it's not just a busy time. It's a, you know you've got holidays, and people are traveling, and you're buying it food is. and and wow. gifts, and so. Everyone's shelling out money this time of year. But if there's if there's some extra that you could contribute to this campaign, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, but it's not really about us appreciating. it's There are people out there that if you can help, they'd, appre- they they'd appreciate help. it. For sure. And uh, we already are. So we appreciate you
2: guys um, doing whatever you can. Whatever you can. Thank you. A lot of gratitude toward you guys. A lot of Grateful gratitude. for you. Yes. Yes. All right. We're thankful. One of the things we're thankful for, John. I'm going to say at Thanksgiving dinner with my mother. This platform. Like
1: when she says, John, what are you thankful for? You just talk about the podcast for three minutes? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. now to you, Jeff. <laughs> the, uh, I will say the Joey Molinaro thanks, uh, boyfriend at Thanksgiving dinner video was pretty good. Yeah, he's been on fire lately. He's, he's been on fire. <laughs> all right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. We will have another Sleepy
2: podcast. Joe <laughs> Sleepy Joe IPA.
1: Sleepy Joe IPA. Um... Friday is when some people ask, "Did you guys do the lock of the week?" Friday will be the lock of the week. So, uh, Evan on the stream said, "Shave it, get ahead of it." Oh, geez, tough
2: crowd. <laughs> pessimistic, you know. I bet he's probably a little more negative of a human. He says, oh, "Come well, on, I mean, grow that thing
1: out longer. Shave the head. It looks a lot tougher than combing it over." Always tough
2: guys on the internet.
1: All right, everybody, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Lock of the week coming on Friday's pod. Later.